0: up hobby friends and welcome back to paint bravely the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement discover new ways to make your hobby more fun most importantly learn to paint bravely all right well we got some pretty awesome stuff some weird airbrushing crap that's that's weird we'll get into that for sure uh we got some mini painting updates some cool hobby stuff we've been doing some stuff we're gonna be doing all sorts of fun stuff so why don't we jump right into it brent what have you been up to Last couple weeks since we talked.
1: All right, got a big update here. I'm staying on top of the hobby trends. I have in front of me a three-pack of fidget popper silicone Mm. time wasters. Hold on. I also got a squirty bottle.
0: A squirty bottle. Yeah, that's for the cat. Right. That's for the cat. You keep, like, not giving the people what they want. They want a cat cam. They want the cats to be up Mm -hmm. on the dead And you're like, no, squirty, squirty, get out. <laughs> like what are you doing,
1: <laughs> uh, Gordon? Just really wanted to get it into the closet, and that's uh <laughs> okay. Well, we that's yeah, what we have the squirting bottle for. Anyway, right. can't get with that. What well, we have the silicone uh, popper fidget time waster thing. That's kind of a big deal right now. It is a big deal, and here at Paint Bravely the Podcast, we stay on top of all the mini painting and trends, and it's been. It's been nary three weeks since Uncle Adam told the world to get yourself a <laughs> fidget popper device. And and anyway, what this is for mini painting is it's a dry palette. It's a whole bunch of little silicone wells that you can put your paint in. And when the paint is dry and old and nasty, yeah, you, you, you pop out the waste and you got a clean well again. And um, yeah, this essentially replaces the hard plastic well palettes which i have used for years and i had a whole system about i got i got a little tupperware under my bathroom sink filled with super clean and i had a whole system going about <laughs> I, i'd cycle through my old well pallets and put them in there to strip out the old paint yeah. but times are changing we, we're living in the future now yeah, where we don't some, even need harsh chemicals and... to clean our uh, <laughs> to clean our dry pallets so <laughs> it's
0: safe yeah. and it's fun you just pop them right out.
1: Yep. So, it's it's been fun to watch just the entire hobby community learn about this all at once. And I was on Amazon trying to buy some of these things. And the only ones available right now are all multicolored and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you can get them in any color except white right now. <laughs> so, what I actually ordered mine are soccer balls, so they're mostly white oh, with, like, look at you. black hexagons and crap on them. Hold That's on fine. That. Hexagons and pentagons. Yeah, soccer balls. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but the the business end is pretty much just white, so good enough. Good enough.
0: I mean, that'll do, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, people have been putting out, like, silicone palettes for a while. That's Dude, true. Like, it's, not, it's not super new. I, this might just be, like, the cheaper option that's that's kind of been around It's definitely cheaper i got three yeah. pretty
1: big soccer ball silicone well pallets for the same price i paid for uh, a six well pallet from turbodork yeah and turbodork was a seemed to be ahead of the game on this stuff and oh for is, sure it yeah. is a cute little uh six well pallet and there's no soccer balls drawn on it or anything <laughs> um interestingly that turbodork sells it in white and in black, because those color shift paints, you really can't tell what they're doing unless they're on top of black. The yeah. the black undercoat is really important for those. And so when yeah. I first saw that in their, their little store there at ReaperCon, I was like, black, that's a weird choice. But actually, it's a very logical choice. It makes total sense. I could see that, though.
0: Like, if you want to see, like, really how thin your paint is over a black, you know, undercoat or something, like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of spread that out. I mean, I use black, uh, paper to kind of like wick off some of the moisture and stuff, and see where the paint is at. Sure, so that makes sense, and sure. it, you know, probably easier to clean. To a little silicone palette, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, we talk about how we, you know, we're on top of the, the, the pulse of the hobby, so to speak, but like we completely skipped over dry palettes. Like just like in general. Oh. Dry brush palettes, yeah, we haven't talked about that at all. <laughs> That's been months. All right, you you keep
1: vamping there. I'm gonna go get, uh, both of my dry palettes. Hold on, hold on. Oh, so
0: you made your okay? See, he's gone. Of course, he's gone. He just takes his headphones off. He's like, it's hey, fine, fine. Um, yeah. So dry dry brush palettes, right? For testing out your dry brushing, you take a normal palette or something that you're gonna, you know put stuff in a little box, and you put a bunch of little hobby bits in there, some greebles and whatnot, and then you spray paint it all black or white, and then you go ahead and you do your dry brush, and then you test it on that palette. Well, I've heard a little bit of news about that from people who are probably smarter than we are. Yeah. That if you use one, then eventually the buildup of excess paint that's actually on your palette which is hey that's really cool the first time you do it uh, it's going to eventually get into your brush and you're going to get weird dust and uh, excess paint like dried paint into your dry brushing it and make it actually worse I don't know if that's true it kind of makes sense though um, so that's really why we haven't talked about it because it's kind of one of those weird in between things but since we're on the, the topic of you know silicone popper Pallets. I figured we should probably
1: bring that up. Okay. The what, homonym, synonym, homonym, Ant, antonym. Yeah. No, not antonym. That's. No, uh, I'm just saying. things. Lost still. a lot of points on my GRE because of that word. Like, antonym. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> like that yeah, is some. not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So a a homonym of dry palette and dry palette. I've heard, I've heard some people talking about their well palettes as dry palettes. Fair they, enough. They
0: technically are, yeah.
1: Fair enough. But the other use of the word dry palette is essentially a dry texture palette for mm-hmm. uh, preparing your dry brush. Yeah. Yeah. So I have made a couple of these. Both of these are based off of a, a steel baking tray. And I have epoxied extra bits down to my steel baking tray. Uh, mostly this is dungeons and lasers. Extra walls. There you go. Yeah, dungeons and lasers give you give you lots of walls, not quite enough floors. So I got my extra walls on here.
0: <laughs> give you all the walls, no floors.
1: Yeah, oh, that's
0: yeah. pretty funny.
1: But you make yourself uh, a a dry palette, a texture palette, and mm-hmm. all evens out. And uh, yeah, so I I've got this one. I also used the the remains of an old bottle of texture paste that I had. And actually, I prefer the oh, texture of just the the plastic walls from Dungeons and Lasers better. Mm. And uh, I realized I didn't need this giant baking tray, so I ended
0: up <laughs> I ended up my making myself a
1: little baking tray, which right. I actually use.
0: So there we go. There we go. Have you have you noticed any issues with? Um... You know, the old paint being a little bit dusty or gathering on your brush at all. If you're, you know, testing, uh, cause I've been, I've, I've heard that, you know, it might seem fine at first, but that buildup over time is going to start to cause your actual dry brushing problems and it's going to make your dry brushing less effective overall.
1: I have not, but I will pay attention to that in the future.
0: Could be something to test for. for
1: yeah, sure. I still don't do enough dry brushing for that to really uh, be an issue yet.
0: But, yeah. But yeah, yeah no, I've been, I've been using know, those, uh, those Artify goat brushes. Like, they're pretty decent. Like, I've, I've been using them quite a bit lately, and I'm actually pretty surprised for like a $30 set. Not bad.
1: As promised, we're getting our update on the goat brushes right now, yeah. folks.
0: Goat Goat brushes seem pretty good. Maybe not the goat, but they're they're definitely made of goat. So
1: paint of the podcast in touch with the pulse of the mini painting community. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know how the wolf hairs are coming.
0: Yeah. I still haven't gotten them. I don't know what the hell. Like, I don't know if I got screwed over. That <laughs> <Like, laughs> stupid wolf hair brush is not here yet. Brian's gonna choke on his drink. <laughs> Well,
1: all right. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we'll let you know with uh, eventually those come in the mail, those wolf hair brushes and whatever. <laughs> It'll be fine. But fidget poppers seems like a good way to go. If you got some kids who have some, because they probably do, you might as well take them, see what happens. Yeah.
1: Get yourself a, a multi pack on, <laughs> on Amazon or Alibaba or Timo or, you know, wherever you get your. Bulk, unethical commercial goods, and mm-hmm. you keep the the white ones, you keep the black ones, any any neutral colors or good palette colors, you get, like, weird rainbow fidget poppers, give them to your kids, give them neighborhood kids. Yeah, no. I got lots
0: of rainbow ones. They do. But, yeah. They do, which... I mean, uh, in my house, I have lots of rainbow oh, ones. Oh, yeah, that's fun yeah. for a toy,
1: but it's, it gets a little bit confusing if you're... Uh, yeah putting the same mm-hmm. color red over a purple
0: well compared to the blue well compared to the green well yeah i you mean i feel like if you know what the color is already it's like whatever i this is green i'm going to put it on the the orc skin like that's that's going here so i guess in that case not so, so it doesn't matter so much but for most anything else um i mean i guess using a dry palette is easier than a wet palette you know, by quite a bit. I still feel like just go the extra mile there. <laughs> like it also depends give on the paint. Yourself a wet palette. It depends on the
1: paint. Uh, Reaper and to a point, Monument Hobbies Pro Acryl Paint are both mm-hmm. wet enough that they behave yeah, but... a little bit funky on a wet palette, depending on uh, they do break down. How wet is your palette? But, uh, yeah, both fun. of those brands. I could see an argument for only using a, a dry, well
0: palette with them. That's fair. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. suppose if you're going to do a lot of dry brushing, too, you might want to get out your dry palettes. And That's a different kind of dry and... palette.
1: Different kind of dry palette. But yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to sum this up, if you're looking for a nice fidget popper palette mm-hmm. and you can't find a, a white one or a black one on Amazon get yourself the soccer ball one because the soccer ball design is on the back side, the underside. The side you're going to be using, that's all white silicone or whatever. That's a, that's a good hot is. tip. I like mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Alright, what else we got, Casey?
0: Uh, nothing for for any more palettes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't have any more palette talk. Alright, we were, we were uh, kind of touching on
1: brushes there. We got the goat hair, we got the wolf hair. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Taclon hair for just a moment here.
0: Ooh, the golden Taclon? Golden Taclon. Any, any old Taclon.
1: It's all polyester. It's, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all
1: right. So we're doing a little more myth-busting over here in Goobertown, mm-hmm. And here's a myth I think I've kind of busted, and I'm not happy about it because it was a good myth. The myth oh, no. made me happy. But there's there are people who say if you put an old synthetic brush in boiling water
0: oh yeah soak it
1: in there for 30 seconds and then you know pull it out and try right. to use your your fingers to to smooth out the the hooked tip
0: a little melty yeah. You know? yeah yeah
1: so the the polyester golden tacklon is a thermoplastic mm-hmm. and at, at some point in the manufacturing process that was hot plastic extruded through a tiny hole or mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. So it makes sense that yeah, you you heat it up, you should be uh, a little closer to its nascent stage. You could kind of you know right, you reshape, the, it, a little, reshape yeah. it a little bit. Well, I gotta tell you, I put that under a microscope, and that that don't happen. It, it oh, don't happen. No.
0: <laughs> it just makes you. I mean, if anything, it just like kind of cleans it a little more, <laughs> so
1: it just works oh, better. Yeah. I mean, hot water. Hot water is good for cleaning things. I'm, yeah, like I don't think I don't think you're gonna hurt anything with hot water. But I was I was a little bit sad. Yeah, yeah. Santa Claus ain't real. Easter Bunny ain't real. And you can't reshape golden <laughs> on bristles with boiling water. That's...
0: Right. Have you tried a blowtorch?
1: No. Okay. No. <laughs> just just the <a> thought. <laughs> so there was an old a video from Luke, Luke's APS Geek Gaming, oh, yeah. where he did he did a whole 30-second bit where he's, like, sneaking into his girlfriend's room to steal her hair straightener.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I do not remember this at all. Like it the, sounds like something Luke would do.
1: It was a funny little bit, and in the video, the hair straightener worked. Maybe.
0: On, like, a Taclon brush or right. or any whatever brush he had on, a, yeah. on a tack-lon okay. brush okay so boiling water
1: water boils at 100 degrees celsius uh-huh at sea level so you know adjust accordingly yeah um but i got to tell you i'm pretty close to sea level so by the time i got my water from my you know boiling in the microwave on over to my hobby desk we'll say maybe like ninety eight degrees Celsius by the time I was dunking the tacklons in there. Hot enough to hurt, yeah. So it, it it seems like it should have been hot enough if boiling water actually does what it's supposed to do, and I did several cycles of it, and then I put mm-hmm. it under the put it under the microscope again, and for a well used synthetic brush, the damage to the individual bristles is comical. Like, they are they are trashed. They are yeah. messed up. Like, they have they have kinks and bends and breaks, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's only so much you can do. Like, yeah, life yeah. takes a toll. Like, we're, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Ain't none of us getting point, younger. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he
0: broke those hairs. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the only thing I, I could think of, like, uh, getting a little, like, butane blowtorch, right? It's, like, because that plastic then shrinks. It it, it comes back in and it contracts. And, like, I could kind of see how that might fix something like that, but it might just be that they're so small anyways. You just fuse all the hairs together. <laughs> I think a blowtorch
1: is a bad idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and oh, say I'm that. Oh, I'm sure it is, yeah. I just but really want to see you do it. <laughs> I think there's... I think there's an argument to be made for trying to get temperatures a bit above 100 degrees Celsius. Sure. So, uh, man, I thought about it. I'm not going to do it, but, like, I'm like, well, you know, a hot water bath has its limits, but you get an oil bath going, you take that to whatever temperature you want. You get a sand bath going, you take that to whatever temperature you want. And that's why I mentioned... uh, Luke's APS getting the hair straightener because I don't know I don't know what temperature the the metal uh, in a hair straightener is at, but uh, I think it is above. It's above It's going to be pretty right? hot, yeah.
0: Because like you can burn your hair off, sure, with that stuff. Sure. So I think I think it's that's not a bad way to go.
1: Like if you can find a reasonable way to get a temperature of 120 or 150 in a way that is reasonable to try to repair a one dollar paintbrush, <laughs> then yeah, give it a try. I, I am curious to see yeah. if it's possible, like I, again, that was a, a myth, a fairy tale that I wanted to be true, mm-hmm. but I've got some serious doubts after looking under the microscope and maybe oh. I was doing it wrong. Maybe my, my water needed to be two degrees warmer, but I'll uh, somehow case. I uh
0: I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, because like anybody else who would be doing that would do the same thing at whatever you did. They're gonna boil the water and they're gonna stick it in. They're gonna hold it in and then go, okay, it's been in there. Mm-hmm. Should should be good. And then try and reshape it. And if it's not gonna work, so um, yeah. Other than cleaning out a little bit, yeah, sounds like a cool idea. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah, <laughs> the hair straightener though, unlike a natural hair brush, if you didn't burn them off, would straighten it. Well, natural hair brushes don't have that
1: problem though. That's fair; they don't yeah. have
0: that problem to begin with. <laughs> so, Although- never mind. <laughs> I will say under the
1: under the microscope, some of the natural hair bristles do have like a gentle curve to them, or like a little bit of like an undulation. And you're like, oh, okay, this has had a little bit of a curvy weasel tail here. Like that, you can actually see, right. like, okay, if this was a foot long piece of hair, it might be a might be a curly haired individual, but. It's, <laughs> into less than a centimeter, so it it barely registers. So.
0: Right, it's pretty straight. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's a good point.
0: Huh? Why I mean, don't learn something new every day for sure. It, it's funny that you know we talk about all this stuff like, oh, can you save this brush? Can you do this? Can you preserve this? And it's like, like like you said, it's a dollar paintbrush. It's really okay, right? To right. buy more. Yeah, I mean, you got to have trash brushes. You're always going to need them. I I remember I mean, I remember being pretty early in the hobby thinking like, man, I got to I got to like save everything, you know, every little piece of if I if I cut something off of something and it's like, well, but it still looks like a bit, right? Even though it's like a piece of something else, but I could use this because it looks like something. It's like I have that somewhere. You know, in a in a box. It's Me like, too. I'm never going to use it. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, it, it's fine. We can throw these things away and, and get more.
1: Or you can buy yourself some drug baggies and save them all for, you know, the size of your fist. Like, it's, you can, you can do that.
0: I do that. Right. I do. You have a box full of sprues cut up so you can listen to the sound of it as you put your hands through it. I'm I'm saying we don't need to save everything, okay? (laughs) Like, I understand the want, but it's okay. Now, that being said, I am currently surrounded, okay, by an enormous amount of crap that I have saved. Because I am currently in the middle of, like, remodeling my hobby area. Uh, I got can lights put in. Like, I got all the crappy fluorescents, you know, taken out. I got extra power put in here that's awesome. like dedicated lines for certain things. Yeah. I'm like super stoked. Um, the, the storage area that I had, that was like a garage, the garage portion of the garage that I'm in, um, has been turned into a, a full office. Like I don't even have access to it anymore. It's got its own door on the outside. Um, so it's completely separate, but it's just an office. Uh, I got those sweet home Depot, uh, display cabinets right so Home Depot out of nowhere had these display cabinets that are like I think they're almost 6 feet tall like 2.5 feet wide which doesn't sound like a lot but it's like it's pretty wide for like most cabinets you just don't realize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, full LEDs top to bottom like real nice glass panel doors uh, and they're like 220 bucks or something that's not bad how many shelves that's not bad Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of like the picture in my head. I think it's like five or six. It's, it's decent. That like they're, they're pretty tall. It's that not bad, bad at all. Yeah. It was very comparable to like the, the Billy bookcase from Ikea, a uh, very comparable, but like all the LEDs were pre-done and they're nice. And yeah. And I, I have a home Depot here. I don't have an Ikea. So, you know, um, still had to have them shipped, but it was free shipping. So who cares? Hmm. Um, yeah, so I got three of those things. So I'm finally gonna be able to like put all this stuff I have that's just in boxes. I have like stacks of boxes behind me they are just filled with models. Um like boxes of sprues. So I got I got those and then I got uh actual storage cabinets of like kind of the same size, just you know, metal storage cabinets, that kind of thing. Um so I'm gonna end up redoing this entire space. Um, just make it nice, you know? Make, make it mm. what it should be. That's and exciting. display all my crap that I've collected that I'm trying to say you should not collect. Your,
1: your hobby score is going up so high. You're, you're yeah. out of 10, my friend. You're out of 10.
0: I feel like I dropped there for a bit, but uh bringing it back.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I'm really curious to see those display cases. I think... A display yeah. case is a very nice thing to have, and I have a it's I have a, a small time display too. case that I keep like mm-hmm. rotating things out. It's oh yeah yeah I have I have three <laughs> relatively small shelves, but there's there is a massive difference between a case that has a door and a and a bookcase, right? And the difference yeah. is dust.
0: That's that's my main concern because mm-hmm. like right now everything's open, and like I have a couple of cases like. That are like one by one squares, you know, that I can put stuff in that do have a little closing door, like acrylic door on the front, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty cool. Um, they actually also have LEDs too. Like ten bucks on Amazon, you can buy them for. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of models that don't fit in that. You know, <laughs> they're they're a little bit taller, like a little too tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having an entire army on display. Like the, the, the motivation that I feel, even just thinking about it in my head, like having that sit there and be like, Look, it's all there except for like one piece, maybe. It's like, well, now I really want to finish that one piece because then it goes in the cabinet, right? Yeah. And you like can when see when you it, can call and it and done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the feeling of of being able to say, Oh yeah, it's going in the cabinet. Yeah. That's right. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I gotta put all the stuff together. But I'm like, I'm trying to finish painting this uh, ridiculous orc conversion I found on eBay for like 10 bucks. Ooh. And yeah, it's 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 really stupid, actually. <laughs> like, it's real dumb, but in, a, in the best possible way. Like, somebody took a bunch of different things that I don't even know what they are and slammed them together and put them on like this weird, like the, the torso is sitting on top of a tank. And it's an orc. So I took it and like it kept falling over. It looks kind of jank. And so I just tripled it. Right. I put it on an even bigger tank and gave it even bigger arms, <laughs> like just went for it. So, yeah, he's looking pretty good right now. But I in mean, like trying to deal with that, like just paint and work on that in the middle of having all this stuff kind of everywhere, like I've got video of me like working in between a bunch of boxes that are just sitting there, like trying to get bits and stuff, but like, I can't find anything right now. So I got to get that stuff done. Like after the video's done, I got to put the stuff together and just like get everything in, in the case, Let's get in the case. Yeah. I'm going to take some pictures. Feel real good about that case.
1: I am like legitimately excited for the case. I want <laughs> I wanna see the, the power of a two hundred dollar Home Depot case. This is something that people need to know about. You can be the next trend center of uh Yeah. yeah. That's that's even better <laughs> Go to than digit poppers. That's right. That's right. I mean,
0: they had more than just the ones that, that I'm buying. They actually had the same model without LEDs, with like, I think it was a couple of less shelves and it had uh uh wood around the glass panel instead of being fully glass for like a hundred and twenty dollars. You got the better version. Oh I did. You got for
1: spend sure. big to live big, Casey. Yeah. Spend but big like, to live big. Basically
0: yeah. for a for hundred dollars less, you can get the same thing without lights and like crappier doors. And
1: fewer shelves. But like
0: yeah, but I mean it's like a hundred and twenty bucks.
1: Yeah.
0: That is no, not a good bad. Point. That's For, a good for point. dust-free models, right, you can still see them. Granted, not very well. Not but they're in there. the lights. Yeah. And they're dust-free, and that's the important thing. Like, I got models out right now that are, man, there are some dusty models. Like, they, they do not look good. Like, okay. they've been out for years, and they don't look good. So, yeah. yeah I, that, that's not, something we <laughs> don't
1: talk about enough, but dust on um, models
0: sucks yeah I how didn't... do you get rid of that like other than like dumping some water on it hope yeah to do i the think best. i think
1: a moist brush like a like an archaeologist brush you know yeah like a... Oof.
0: Oof. just a, a damp like two inch brush i don't, I don't like e- it i mean actually now that now that we're on the topic i'm i am thinking what if you used mineral spirits would that get rid of the dust without hurting the paint? Because it wouldn't test hurt. Test your the acrylic paint.
1: paint. Test your acrylic paint. But yeah, maybe. Sure. I guess. I don't like it.
0: I mean, but okay, it's like you use an oil wash. You mix uh-huh. oil, paint, and odorless mineral spirits. And it definitely doesn't hurt the paint. I hear you. Done lots of times. Uh,.
1: Well you update We're us dry you update That's not us in a, bad a couple idea. of weeks and let us know if you ruin your <laughs> Well the, the problem is like the one clean up... and
0: oily. <laughs> yeah. They're real shiny. Okay, but you know, once it dries, it's a little, little map varnish. No, it should be alright. Should be all right. It did dry. Um I don't know. Something like that might actually work though to get rid of that dust because I feel like if you did if you put water on it, like if it penetrated at all, then you're screwed like that paint is going to get wrecked especially if you touch it and try and wipe anything off like that's just not going to work yeah i don't know
1: so i actually did make a minor improvement to my hobby area and it's oh, yeah. it's like a dumber version of what you did so i always have a lot of projects half finished at any one time that's just how i work and yeah. most of them well, that's not that's not entirely true, but a lot of them fit onto a a baking tray. Like yeah, I,
0: you do have a baking tray thing going. So oh, I, you...
1: I've got a whole system of baking trays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I found I found an old wooden box in my basement that okay. perfectly fits the size baking tray I use, and so it's pretty stupid. But like, I have a uh, a non display case for my <laughs> work in progresses, my whips so you're I've got, you're I've dust got a, protecting a box whip i take box. A, i take the I take the wooden cover off of my uh-huh. wooden box and I put my bacon tray in there <laughs> and I put the <laughs> wooden cover back on so I can't see I know what's in there
0: I know uh, yeah, it's in there sure. if, you, if you're you using it as an active whip box, you know what I mean like yeah, yeah so you I should have, know it's in there
1: I have an act active, active whip box that is dust free and it's it's pretty stupid, <laughs> but Honestly, it's much better than just having a baking tray of in-progress minis collecting dust around. So, as stupid it is, as it is, I consider it a real improvement to my hobby system. So I've got, a, I've got a dust-free place to put my works in progress. And so that's pretty good. And, and I'll do you one better. Uh, oh, yeah. Avid listeners may remember that one of my plastic boxes of storage for minis had a smell to it. I figured oh, out yeah. what it was. I, I walked into a memory oh. of one time I used an identical plastic box to store old aquarium rocks. And my nose tells me that it was that plastic box. So, uh, right. Yeah. Kind of you know, there there's no mysteries that we can't get to the bottom of. Like
0: yeah, things reveal
1: themselves in time, and once I'm like, hey, I wonder if that, I wonder if that terrible terrible stench coming out of this box of 3D printed minis that I haven't painted yet, I wonder if this stench is an aquarium stench. And then my my nose locked in, and like, yeah, I know what that stench is. Yeah, it's aquarium rocks. So yeah, um, yeah plastic is porous. It has an ability to kind of uh, absorb and adsorb uh, noxious odors, and yeah. yeah, they come back. They come back when you don't want them to.
0: I mean, that's why you buy Tupperware because they they don't do that, or at least they say they don't do that. Huh?
1: Yeah, I, I keep my teriyaki <laughs> bowls in glass. I've got I've got glassware. That's a good call. Hmm. Yeah. Pyrex. Good call. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pyrex does. Yeah.
1: Stink proof. But I keep my I keep my models in sterilite. Uh <laughs> you're right.
0: Sterilite. They're just trying to get away with something. They know uh, what happens. You put stank rocks in there, you're gonna get stanky models.
1: And <laughs> let this be a lesson to all of us. Yeah. So uh that's what's going on in Goobertown. <laughs> I've got a nice wooden box for my work-in-progress bottle so they don't get dusty, and I figured out why some of my storage smells like aquarium rocks. It's because <laughs> of the aquarium rocks.
0: Perfect sense. <laughs> it absolutely makes sense. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. It was a mystery that was really hard wasn't I wasn't going
1: to wasn't gonna leave you hanging when we No, we got of to course the bottom not. of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: We got a lot of mysteries on this podcast. If you that, resolved, uh, we...
1: we yeah. we took
0: that issue
1: and we put it right into the display cabinet done and done like, yeah,
0: like... in into the cabinet yes
1: check that yeah. off the list <laughs> yeah. perfect well i've been uh i've been checking off some some relic blade minis i got
0: i see that yeah you've been posting up some instagram pictures yeah it's like sweet
1: like yeah mining
0: dwarfs and stuff
1: ooh ooh those have been on my My work-in-progress cookie sheet for a while, and it's nice to get them up off of there.
0: (laughs) It's good to see they're uh, very (laughs) dust-free. They are. They are.
1: And uh, also there's little spear gobs and gun gobs and a little herbalist from the Akkad faction of Relic Blade. And um, those were the ones that I painted entirely with old brushes that I had restored so oh, from go. from that brush restoration video, there were some really bad brushes that mm-hmm. uh just completely rinsed out with isopropyl alcohol. Put a little bit of brush soap on in there to maybe recondition them a bit. Um moisturizers and conditioners and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. probably do get <laughs> removed by the isopropyl alcohol, but brush brush soap has some of that stuff in it. Yeah. So yeah. you get a little bit of that goop back in the hair and, and, and then see if the brushes actually work. And the
0: answer is mostly, mostly. mostly. Yeah. I feel, I always feel like cleaning out an old brush like that. It's like, man, it looks so nice and then you use it and it just like, it just starts to fall apart like really fast. Like yeah. that tip just dissolves and it's like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. So I, I cleaned up. a set of three brushes for myself like small medium large Mm -hmm. and the the larger one definitely had the problem of every once in a while it just yeah the tip dissolved into a splayed mess of bristles like okay okay like this this is not perfect, but if you go back to the picture of where it was before I did the restoration, and it was like mm-hmm. a solid block and had been that way for <laughs> years yeah. in the back of my drawer, like, oh, yeah, all right, PVA we'll, we'll on cut it. it some slack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cut it some slack. It's all right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the you end up using those brushes for lots of other things and like quick yeah, I mean, like, base coating some large area or something, you're not going to care. Right. You know, they're still, still useful. It's nice. But again, it's like a dollar brush. I think this wasn't <laughs> so a $10 brush, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, that's... I could see that. Could see that maybe a little more. I don't know. Because, like, GW brushes are like 10 bucks, And they're basically disposable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here, the, there's another experiment that I want to do. I want to get a brush that is marketed as being combination synthetic and natural hair. Right, yeah. And I want to just YOLO, cut the bristles off, put all the bristles on a microscope slide, and just go through and be like, that's natural hair. That's synthetic. That's natural right, hair. Yeah. That's synthetic. I bet you could. I bet you You probably could.
0: could. It'd be interesting to see, like, how many of each there are. Yeah. If it's like, this is 90% synthetic. (laughs) Some mixed brush, right? Like, are you actually getting, you know? Yeah. 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 Interesting.
1: And that one brush (laughs) I bought from GW a month ago. Yeah. Like, out of the box or out of the whatever as soon as i got it out of the store and put it under the microscope it was so bad it's like i'm never even gonna try to put paint on this this is this is i bought three there and two of them look fine look decent whatever yeah and one of them was just embarrassing and that (laughs) and that was the one that is supposed to be a mix of yeah natural hair and synthetics and so when i get around to it you're just gonna take a take a set of scissors, cut all them bristles off, throw them on slides and see
0: if I can sort them out, you know? Yeah. That'd be cool to see. You know, instead of using all these paintbrushes though, you should probably just use an airbrush. Oh yeah? Just, just do it. Oh yeah? Just just airbrush. Like, you can get away with it. All your base coats.
1: But doing a lot of airbrushing today. Yeah. I've been getting ready. I, uh, next to me here I have army men this is the first time i have tried painting army men and i got like a hundred of them primed today so
0: wow that's that's a lot of priming
1: it yeah. is it is <laughs> it is so in a in a previous project i had had ordered some steel circles so i have these mm-hmm. one inch steel circles i can't remember what they're called like punch outs like punch or punch outs
0: yeah something like that yeah
1: but Anyway, I had those lying around and I got my hot glue gun and I just stuck down all these models to these steel circles so I could still use my magnetic painting handles and everything and the the little army man still stand up pretty well. Got the one-inch steel circle base on them. So anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my prep. I didn't bother getting rid of all the mold lines on these army men and they are bad. Good luck, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's like at this point, especially after like Uh, you know watching the movie toy story Mm -hmm. that's like part of the aesthetic of army men it basically is just like the gnarly like you know lines yeah
1: yeah um but anyway i am finally gonna do some tests on army men and i've heard people talk about it before like trying out different colors on army mans and i've also heard some people say don't waste your time on army men those those suck don't waste your time painting spoons that sucks Well, i'm going to do it i'm going to do it i've got a i've got a bee in my bonnet about a about a painting technique so oh yeah yeah i think i first saw this from sam Lenz. other people have done it but the the technique is sometimes called uh anti-zenithal or nadiral shading so, nadiral shading nadiral shading okay and so you you base coat your mini and then you take your airbrush and from underneath you you shoot in a little bit of a shadow color so you get okay. your, you get your paint's gray in there um there's a there's a video sam Lenz did on the tabletop minions channel like 4 years ago mm-hmm. where he base coated some cavalry and it was like a lot of reds and browns on the cavalry. And then he used an olive green shade color. Um, just just came in from below. And yeah, in, in the hobby, we've adopted this term, zenithal highlighting, zenithal priming. Right. Meaning you get a light color, shoot it from above. Shoot a light color from above at your model. And <laughs> so that's where the term... Nadiral shading comes from or anti zenithal shading.
0: Well, I get zenithal, like the zenith. Yeah, but I mean, you you start breaking nadiral up, and that it's not a hundred. It doesn't make much sense other than like. No, it doesn't. You just it's just shooting like, the nads from below. It's yeah. you're just getting all up in there, and that's where you're shading.
1: Yeah, I mean, NAD it's, shading. It's kind of the antonym of zenith nadir yeah it's it's not it doesn't quite work in this situation but like i i get i get why some people call it that i get it sure sure. yeah so i heard recently or saw in a twitch chat somebody dropped the term (laughs) undershot shading okay and i can't remember who said it if it was you uh good job because it's stuck in my brain but (laughs) But I think we we may finally have a word to describe, nad shading, under wow. undershot shading. So the idea is you go from under the model and you shoot your shade through your airbrush, under the model to put in a little shadow. Put put your Payne's gray, your your purple lake, your your carbon yeah. black, your, your whatever olive on, green, whatever
0: your shadow color you're using. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, I do that a lot too yeah like yeah. I'm a, i yeah a lot of models use a lot of inks I uh, just did it on that orc I was talking about uh came in dry brushed all the metallics and then came in and did manad shading with some burnt umber and then i what what would you call like middle shading horizon you just call that a mid tone well no it's it's not the mid tone it's like shot from the side.
1: So did you base coat the mini with, like, the highlight color and then kind of do a, a fade of your shadow color up, up the side? Is that what you're talking about? Or?
0: Sort of. So I, so I, in this case, uh, it's it's uh, taking metallics and making them, just you just modulate the color so that mm-hmm. it looks cooler, and then you dry brush over the top of that, and you have all this really nice, um, I don't know, it's just a nice effect, right, all over the, the, the metals. So uh what you do is you uh so you start with gold which is weird all the metallics are in gold then you dry brush everything or oh, I'm sorry then you then you come in with like uh brown like burnt umber mm-hmm. and you do your nad shading you get all your shadows you dark undershot down. shading
1: with your burnt umber
0: yeah right your undershot nad shading yeah, yeah 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 um and then you come in in the middle like at the horizon with like a purple Right, and that's like kind of halfway. uh Mixed with that burnt umber, and then on top you do like a blue or a green, right? So you have this shift of dark to to purple to light. You know, it, okay, it's a whole thing. Um, so you just get this really cool effect in your metallics. So those are kind of you describing like
1: color filters. Seems what you're a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: you are filtering that gold to to do different things, and then sure. you're dry brushing it with like a bright silver at the end, so you're not seeing a majority of it, but it comes through, mm. like so that your metallic just looks different, mm-hmm. um, and it works really well. Um, but you're still doing that over the gold, like you're coming in with that undershot, and you're doing the zenithal with like a different color.
1: Yeah, um, I think we all right. I propose side <laughs> shot undershot side shot like side shading or yeah 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 okay <laughs> we'll we'll work on it see I was I was really happy with the term undershot shading that's and good. Like, yeah. like the term is good enough to spend some more time talking about it in a YouTube video and that's why'm I'm, I'm preparing a lot of models uh some just army mans to kind of get the color combos right of like mm-hmm. figuring out what good shadow colors are for for different base coats Um, and then i also want to take some real models and and actually (laughs) slightly try hard with the with the undershot shading that makes sense yeah but here you are you just off the off the top of your head you drop the word nad shading as a as a sick bastardization of nadiral shading, and it's I strong. Mean, it is strong. It is strong. Yeah.
0: Well, there's, I guess, uh, people just have to fight it out. Like undershot is, is definitely a much more appropriate version of that,
1: mm-hmm. and one that should stick. Yeah, we we can't always decide what sticks. You know what the <laughs> what the hobby community goes with. And... Yeah and i've got a bad feeling about nad shading his nad shading is way better than anti zenithol <laughs> it just is yeah
0: i mean anti is anti Uh it it just sounds negative so i'm sure that's why people say no nah, i don't want to do that too many syllables it's yeah, too it's many too, syllables
1: too <laughs> and yeah you know, it's too cerebral whereas nad shading one you can be like yeah it's it's uh, n nadir kind of like kind of like anti zenithol but also where are you shading? you shading the armpits, and you're shading the NADs. NAD shading. Yep. That's fair. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. That's, so that, that that's is where that's headed. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that went uh, south real fast.
1: <laughs> so start preparing your, your, your stickers that say NAD shading hobbyist. N- N- nad Shading yeah. Pro. Yeah. Key the here.
0: People, <laughs> I think people are that hardcore about Zenithal, like where he had this like opposite effect. Yeah. People are just like, no, only only undershot nad shading. That's that's how we roll. Yeah. I mean we need we need words to
1: describe things. And Zenithal yeah, yeah. definitely stuck. For better or worse, slap chop stuck. Man, uh, NMM yeah, is a thing. <laughs> yeah, and we do need a word for for blasting in your pains, gray, at the nads and at the uh, armpits to get your to get your undershot shading in there. We need a word for it. Anti Zenithol yeah. did not stick. nadiral did not stick. Like I, I've heard people use both, but nobody's real proud I, of it. I you feel know? like I've
0: but, I've heard some other term. Okay. But I don't know Airbrush what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like under shading, but not in the same way that you would under shade something. You know what I mean? Mm. So I mean, sure, that's where the uh, the confusion comes in. I guess the the reason to need another name. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm I'm doing it. I'm shooting my shot, and I'm gonna try to coin undershot <laughs> shading as the useful descriptive industry standard term for nad shading and, All right, we'll uh, see how
0: we'll see how it goes I mean you're you're your making a, a video you're gonna paint yeah. yourself a hundred army men's and you're gonna nad shade every single one of them
1: yep yeah, right yep yep it's perfect so that's that's what's going on oh and uh I mean this really mostly applies to me but I figured out my paint scheme for my quadroon on my, oh, yeah. my conquest, and uh, your giant your bronto or just all all of all it, your all oh, okay of it. cool. So we're doing blue skinned orcs, and the main cloth color on their armor, or whatever, is a bright green. So we got like teal, we got green, okay, and then okay. I'm doing burnt orange bases like desert bases, and the uh, the bronto is is a red is a red so yeah,
0: yeah.
1: it's it's essentially red teal and green
0: mm 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 it sounds good yeah i mean it's yeah.
1: it's always nice when you figure out a color scheme on a model but when you figure yeah. out a color scheme for an army that you feel good about to apply to many many models yeah that That really does count as an achievement in my mind, and so like the yeah. day the day when I was doing test models and I found a combination that I liked is like hmm, it's a good day right there. ain't nothing better than that I got it right <laughs> I didn't just get a color scheme i got a got an army scheme, and yeah, uh, bronto ain't done yet, but I'm confident now I'm confident i got my got my plan, very cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's always nice. Like you, you don't have to think about it. Next time you pick up a, a quadroon, you know, you just go for it. That's right. You know what That's colors cool. you need, and yeah, got... I do like doing that. Just setting aside the paint, it's like, well, here's all of the paint, and you kind of limit yourself to that like palette that you've selected. It's like, well, however the next one ends up, it's got all these colors in it, so it's gonna be close enough, you know. <laughs>
1: I like that in theory, but I always just accumulate more and more and more bottles of paint on my on my surface until I clean it up, I'll rerack, it, you
0: know. Right, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got paint all over the place right now. Like, I needed like one bottle of speed paint, and I've got like forty speed paints out now.
1: That's They're just how it sitting goes. out. I'm
0: like, oh, okay. that's how it goes. <laughs> I'll get these later. I don't need ninety percent of them. That's kind of dumb. Uh, I have, I found a random bottle of Monument Hobbies in my speed paint box, too. Like, I was looking for that paint. I don't know how that got in there. There you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, like, one of the, the ivories, too. Like, one that I need up pretty often, so... <laughs> kind of dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, Monument Hobbies has a, a pretty good pile of off-whites, actually. Yeah. I just, yeah, like, so there's... There's you know, a lot of options. and
0: yeah. ivories and...
1: yeah. 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 I think that I feel like they need more of a medium tan somewhere.
0: But... Yeah, that's true. We'll get we'll like get around a, to it. We'll get around to it. I mean they they will. They're filling yeah. in the colors all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think there's a there's at least a couple of sets I don't have now. Colors that I do wish I had that like I just haven't gotten from them. So I should probably do that pretty soon. Yeah.
1: I put it in an order last week and it should be here any day now. Of Any day. Yeah. Some yeah. of the colors they didn't have yet and plus I really like their knife. Hold on, I
0: actually have it within reach. Oh, the actual Monument Hobbies like hobby knife.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's just it's a retractable Exacto blade
0: with their name on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. just it's just the Exacto blade version of a box cutter. But nice. like you can put it in your pocket. And not stab yourself, which is That's pretty true. cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and, it's not bad at all. Yeah. And
1: it was like, I think it was like 11 bucks, but I ordered three more of them because I like this. Is, <laughs> I not
0: I prefer I this
1: so much over the $2 exacto blades that I have at, uh, yep, worth. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like nail clippers. I want to have them within reach whenever, whenever the but mood whenever strikes.
0: You whenever you need it. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you have Is that just a me thing? That's it. Might be That's okay. A
0: weird ass thing to, to need.
1: No, there, there are just some objects that it's like. Okay, I get really annoyed if I can't find one of these.
0: I mean, that, okay. To be fair, yeah, I, yeah. I have that same obsession. I guess you want to yeah. call it that with like uh, sunglasses.
1: Uh, Great I got, example. I
0: got a couple pair in my car. Mm-hmm. I got like three pair in my office. I got a couple in the house. Yeah. Uh and I'm sure
1: you have some on your head right now. Yes. Uh, literally, it's yes. dark
0: outside right now. I have some on my head. Yeah. Like <laughs> so I get it. I get I get it. But nail clippers is a, yeah. a strange one, but I
1: get it. Really? Okay, there's there's some things that like if you if you need it and you can't find it, you get so annoyed. Yeah. And, I mean, and for that's me, that's true. Nail clippers yeah. is
0: a, if you need it and you can't find it, you're just mad. Yes.
1: And yeah. so there were a couple of times when just when I was at the store, I'm like, yeah, get a couple more of these. Like, yeah, with <laughs> with exactly that intention of we'll sprinkle some, put a couple in the bathroom, put a couple in my desk. Like, just make yeah. sure that you open a
0: random drawer. You can find some nail clippers, right? The the only yeah. reliable place that I can honestly say that I know where nail clippers are at all times is in my tackle box. <laughs>
1: That's a great one too, because they're super yeah. useful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're just rusty as hell. I would never cut my nails with them. <laughs> but they're there. I know they are.
1: Tetanus clippers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They've been in there for like twenty years. They're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Rusty. Other than, other than that, yeah, I don't know where any I don't know where they are. Yeah. I'll find them. Eventually. Yeah, there's
1: just there's some objects that you need to be at like a saturation point for. I did the same, yeah. actually, with uh, Tamiya Extra Thin Glue. Really? Of I just bought a couple extra bottles. We're just going to yeah. put one here, put one here, put one in my, yeah. Just make problem. sure, like, where the heck is my model glue? Like, okay, well, there's a bottle. We'll find the well, other what, ones
0: later. Yeah. We'll drop a hot tip at the end of this episode. What's the, uh, what's the chemical that goes into that that you can buy at Home Depot? It's basically just Tamiya Thin.
1: Tamiothin is a blend of a couple of things, but there are multiple s- similar enough organic solvents that you can get at Home Depot that will also dissolve polystyrene. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I was visiting you, I bought yeah a random <laughs> bottle at the hardware store for you. And yeah it like definitely a works big ass bottle it definitely works as model glue it smells way worse than to me a thin I'm sorry it you, does, you probably should but at this point that, I'm just okay? like
0: yeah i put i've put every single model together since you bought that and obviously couldn't take it back on an airplane <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah that's what I've been using really? to assemble models and it's worked great great so
1: great yeah I don't know <laughs> I, I will make a video on solvents one of these mm-hmm. days, and you should. Yeah. Once you get past the price, availability, and safety concerns, it's really just like, <laughs> does it dissolve the stuff you want it to dissolve? Yes. Okay. Cool. Then it's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you get past the price, availability, safety, and smell. Then uh, does does it work? Okay, yeah. cool. No, the, cool. The cool, stuff cool. you
0: got seems like pretty strong too. Because I mean, I can smooth out some plastic. Let me yeah. tell you, yeah. Like yeah. I really like push. If I push hard enough, like those pieces become squishy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Tamiya thin, like it works, but it's never worked that good. Okay. So Yeah. I don't think I can go back. That's what I'm saying. That smell is, uh, it's hooked me now. It's terrible. Okay. It worked, it worked okay. It works so good.
1: <laughs> I can't remember. It was methyl ethyl ketone or that MEK substitute, maybe, which is a, a related ester, I think. But, uh, it, it don't matter. It, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm hey, just if, saying. If it like works, we, it works. Yeah. But the to me an extra thin. Bottles are very yeah the nice. bottles. The that's glass... that's what my point yeah.
0: was. Is, yeah, you yeah. have extra bottles. You fill it with the stuff. You got as right. many bottles as you need. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there was a point where I'm just like, I'm gonna order two more of these bottles so that they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep them topped up with an appropriate fluid and uh, right. yeah <laughs> yeah 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 anything that'll get that that polystyrene a little bit dissolved a little bit
0: not melted but you know you know melty yeah yeah melty yeah for sure like looks like a smore if you squish it together hard
1: enough mm-hmm. like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's when you
0: know you know those pieces are not coming apart <laughs> like you get the bead of plastic around the outside there
1: mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway I'm excited for my expensive retractable exacto blades for monument to come in because I'm just gonna hide them around the house so that there's always one available when I'm it. <laughs> I'm excited. Intruder,
0: exacto. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Reach reach that saturation point so that you open any drawer, there one is. I love uh, yep. Yeah. yep. Yep, 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 yep.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I can't think of anything else that I'd want to be that in reach for the hobby. Like in, in abundance, you know? I, I understand the hobby knife. Oh, okay, like painting handles. I do have like a stash of of GW painting handles. That's just kind of, they're sitting around. Uh, Actually, it's funny. In one of the the recent videos I made, I unscrewed the top of the GW handle and just replaced it with another top. And I got a few comments and people are like, are you kidding me? The top comes off? Yeah, it unscrews. You just replace them and then your models can sit on that flat little base at the top and your handle is your handle actually pretty sweet
1: learn something new every day <laughs> there you go
0: <laughs> yeah they're all completely interchangeable all the handles and stuff except for the stupid like butt plug looking ones that came out those don't do anything for anybody garbage handles except except i just because this is the one exception undershot shading (laughs) like they're small enough and thin enough that you can still get into all of the underside of the model whereas the old handles you cannot Mm -hmm. it's harder
1: okay okay yeah maybe maybe that's why they were designed like that
0: again i think so although they don't give a crap about airbrushing so i don't know why they consider it but for
1: how long have humans been using uh tools hundred thousand years, a million years, hundred thousand, we'll call it a hundred thousand years. We're not anthropologists (laughs) here, but uh, yeah, humans been using tools for hundreds of thousands of years. There you go. And not once has the handle of a tool been shaped like the Games Workshop painting (laughs) handle. Not once has a handle of any tool been shaped like that because that it bears no resemblance to the shape of a human hand.
0: Right, somehow, like, you, yeah. your the bottom of your palm is, is, needs the thickness, and then the top is dainty. Like a, a really
1: bad wine glass or For something. For a couple of years, they were selling a perfectly good painting handle. In, yeah. In fact, a yeah. pretty dang good painting handle, and then they changed I, I it to some, yeah. something pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, I, what are you going to do?
0: I not buy those i guess i don't know Build you get, your own doweled ones yeah
1: uh, you get your you get your dowel I do like that, inch yeah. and a quarter you drill press you, you drill some holes in there put some magnets in there you just get yourself a whole bunch of these that's what you do that's what i do i refuse to buy a butt plug painting handle there you that's go. where i draw the line <laughs> <laughs> i the, did buy one the, the
0: line must be drawn here, here no further <laughs> And I made a I made a pretty funny video about it a long time ago. I never released it too. It's just a review of that painting handle. So never st- put it out. Star Trek Insurrection. The line must be drawn here. It's really here and no point. further. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. I I've seen that movie a lot of times too. So, oh man. Just bring it back to Star Trek. That's all we got. That's what. Just, that's Speaking crazy. of Star Trek, I just painted Fabius Bile. <laughs> He's got some stretchy faces on himself,
1: <laughs> just like the Baku from Star Trek: Insurrection. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. I've I've painted a couple models actually, like pretty recently, where that movie specifically has come up. Fabius Bile, and then that Archon that really terrible looking Archon that has the same exact face. (laughs) Yep. Stretchy faces. That's that's good. Yeah. Anyways, thank you again for joining us on another episode of paint bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening and we will talk to you
1: next time we appreciate you we'll talk to you next time